You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello, welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, how we doing? It's officially, uh, well, it's been spooky season for a whole month, but uh, Halloween is right around the corner. Uh, it's going to be on next Monday. So, Peter, uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I love Halloween. This week's been the worst week ever. I'm going to complain a lot in this podcast. Listen, every one of my fantasy leagues, I lost. I don't count the dynasty league. I'm literally tanking in that league, and I'm literally in second place. How does that make sense? Everybody sucks. Everybody sucks, yeah. And that, I lost all my six fantasy leagues. All my games are dumpster fires. I lost pretty small in three of my leagues and my other dynasty league. Ooh. Uh, let's see. I lost uh, my Survivor League with the Patriots because they can't. I don't know why I didn't pick the Cardinals, to be honest. You were high in the Cardinals, yeah, too. Yeah, I should have done that. So I was pissed off with that. Yeah, I- I'm going to be pissed off. And then Mark Andrews got no points. I have him, like, everywhere. So it is what it is. And he, I didn't do... and he has a practice all week. So. And they play Thursday, of course. I didn't do too bad. I lost in... Uh... Trying to think the leagues I'm in with you. I lost an XFL by like three points to TJ. And I got screwed because so the Chargers, which well, I'm sure we'll talk about later, uh, were getting their butts kicked in the game. And Herbert had the ball with like three minutes left and he threw a touchdown pass, gave TJ an additional, like whatever it was, eight, nine points. And uh Najee Harris wasn't able to get 14 points for me at the end. I think he gave me 10 because he's Najee Harris. So that was frustrating. And then the Dynasty League, I'm trying to think. Oh, I lost to Seth. So I lost in both leagues with you, but I won every other league that I'm in not with you. So, And then XFL, nobody wants to trade a running back. I got fucking caught you out. You got mocked, Peter. You got mocked. Listen, all you got to do is press decline. Aaron Jones is the ninth running back on the year. What do you want me to do? So to put a little bit of a... He's my second round pick. Well, a little bit of, a little bit of substance. Anybody. Peter, uh, so Peter, he texted me. We were trying to make a deal and... Uh, uh, I, I, I didn't want to give up I, I Mike Evans. I didn't want to give up Mike Evans. So whatever. So it's a couple shocker. minutes later, I want Mike Evans, but yeah, shocker. So a couple minutes later, we see in our fantasy football group chat, Cam, who like doesn't really respond to group chats. That was the first time I've seen his like name on my phone in like a year. He was just like, Peter, stop trying to screw me. It ain't gonna work. Jeez. I laughed so hard. Like I literally laughed so hard. But to be fair, I should have seen that coming because last week I tried the same exact trade and he was like, no. Oh, it was just so funny because Cam, like we love Cam, but he just ne- he like he doesn't he's not very active in like any group chats I'm in, like yeah. And it was just so funny that he, he called you out randomly. Oh, I thought that was hysterical. Now Aaron Jones is my stupid bench because I don't want to start him. So like whatever. And Peter, like I said, I anyone but Mike Evans and CeeDee Lamb. I told you Devonta Smith's on the Bro, I don't want Devonte Smith. I have too much Devonte Smith. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all I got. Unless you want like Allen Robinson. And I don't think you do. And then I texted Jake because he needs a quarterback. And he's like, yeah, uh, you want to trade Lamar Jackson or Hunter Renfro? And then I was like, all right, get out of here. Yes. Like, like, I don't even know what you're doing, bro. We love Goldberg. Shout out Goldberg. We know you're listening. Shout out Goldberg. All right, Peter. So we were kind of recapping our fantasy leagues. Let's recap how we did in our bets this week. Uh, I'll start off. uh, Peter, however, I am... Proud to announce that I got my first Thursday night pick correctly. You're welcome. <laughs> going into the week, I was uh going I was 0-6 picking Thursday night games. And I picked the Cardinals minus one 1.5, and they won against the Saints. 
However, Peter, I was worried in the first half. The Saints, I think, were up 10-0, 14-0, whatever it was in the game. Uh, but Andy Dalton turned into Andy Dalton. He threw two pick sixes, and Cardinals got a couple lucky breaks, and they steamrolled the Saints. So I got that one right. I also got the Titans minus two and a half right. Uh, they ended up beating the Indianapolis. We'll talk about that game later. Uh, those are my two wins, and then I was 0-3 in my other ones. I had the Falcons plus six. It was their first loss against the spread. Thank you. Yep. I had the Ravens minus six and a half against the Browns. I thought that was a real lock, man. I really didn't. I got that one wrong. And then, of course, like everyone else on the planet, I had the Patriots minus eight, which was my premium pick and my survivor pick, Peter. So I got that wrong. Very unfortunate for a number of reasons. But, yeah. So now, Peter, I've actually lost my last three uh, premium picks in a row after starting off 4-0. So I also, I, I won my premium pick, as you said, uh, Cardinals minus one and a half. I take credit for the Thursday night win. That's the first Thursday night game I think I actually picked. Then uh, I got Jets plus three, five and two Jets. Jumbo Jets, let's go. And then under 40 on the Carolina Panthers and the Bucks. Listen, like we said, like every single week, we should just pick five unders and then probably we win. But yep. then we lost. I lost on the uh, Falcons plus six. Thank you. First time you picked the Falcons, like four weeks. Thank you. And uh, Patriots minus eight. You should have told me that you're going to get. I haven't bet on the Patriots in like weeks. I, I thought you were clear because it's Monday. And I, I went go. for the Lions game. It I was the Lions game. Yeah, no, it was raining. Yeah, but I didn't bet that on the graphic. I thought you weren't going to go. I thought it was in the clear. And then I saw your story. And then I was like, yeah. Yeah. Well, Peter, I unfortunately didn't bet the Colts in a couple weeks because I'm. I will be at that game as well, but uh, yeah, the, the so yeah, we you were th- what three and two? I was doing three, and three? Two, yeah, five hundred, I guess. Yeah, five hundred. Yeah, you take that. You're on a roll. I'm on a little bit of a slide. I was two and three uh this past week. I think the week before I was one and four, so I'm struggling a little bit trying to find my footing. I like this board a little bit more than last week's. We'll see if it comes to fruition. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. So be sure to keep on listening for our picks. And Peter's hot, so you should probably follow Peter. Uh, he's hot and. Uh, probably should fade me but i do think i'm going to break through this week peter i have a good feeling good feeling but peter let's start off like we usually do talking about the thursday night game which we both got correctly cardinals beat the saints 42 to 34 uh, and like we said andy dalton two pick sixes in the game dalton was 30 of 47 361 yards four touchdowns and three interceptions other side of things kyla murray was 20 of 29 204 yards and a touchdown this was the return of DeAndre Hopkins. He had 10 receptions for 103 yards. Also, Eno Benjamin coming out of nowhere in the Bengals back, uh, Bengal, Bengals, I'm sorry, Cardinals backfield with 92 carries, 92 rush yards on 12 carries. 92 carries? Not 92 carries. Uh, so, yeah, big win for the Cardinals. They moved to three and four on the year. And the Saints fall to two and five on the year. And before we kind of get into this, the Saints were a team that everybody kind of liked heading into the year. I wasn't necessarily one of those people. But a lot of people thought the Saints could compete for the division, that they could win 10 to 11 games. A lot of people were high on the Saints. I never really saw that, and it hasn't come together at all because now um, head coach Dennis Allen just named Andy Dalton the starter for this coming week. It is not Jameis Winston, so call it a benching. Call it a he's not ready to play. Call it whatever you want. Andy Dalton is the starter in New Orleans. Uh, Michael Thomas has been out a while. Jarvis Landry has been out a long time. Alvin Kamara missed a couple weeks. He's clearly not right. So this Saints team, uh, it's just does not look good, man. And on top of all that, Peter, they do not own a first-round pick. Yeah, 
so I'm sure we'll get into the whole division, the whole division of crapshoot. Saints two and five, but one game back in the division, so it doesn't really matter there. Thought that Jameis Winston must be really hurt because I thought he was going to come in. Guess not. I thought Taysom Hill was going to come in as an actual like quarterback. Didn't happen. Especially after the second pick six. Two after the second pick six, Al Michaels has no uh, emotion. He literally is just like, "Oh, look at that pick six. I was like, "Holy crap!" Okay. No, I mean on the Cardinals. Joy Kyle Murray. I mean, Friday, MW2 is coming out. See you later. But yeah, I mean, uh, James Conner is probably coming back. Cardinals might be rolling. Cardinals are only one game back for the division as well. So that division is a crapshoot as well. So yeah, I mean, Hopkins coming back is amazing, but that decreases the value on everybody else. But I mean, just with Hollywood Brown going down for at least a month, and just slot Hopkins right back in. Yeah. And I think Hopkins, who course missed the first six game of the year is going to make a big impact on that offense Marquise Hollywood Brown he's he's been okay for the Cardinals they also added Robbie Anderson last week who is probably going to fill in as their number three receiver four receiver when everybody's healthy which uh I think it ultimately it, it will help the team I'm still not high on this Cardinals team I'm not uh, I'm still not I don't think they make the playoffs and I still have some major concerns about the infrastructure on that team uh Talking about the quarterback, general manager, and the head coach. Still have a lot of question marks there. I don't think the Cardinals' defense is very good. The run game still has given me concerns, and I don't know. I'm still not high in this Cardinals team, but they needed this game, man. Thursday night at home against Andy Dalton in a Saints team that is littered with injuries on both sides of the ball. They needed this game. All right, Peter, let's move on to one quarterback controversy to another. Uh, Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. The Titans... Uh, win that big AFC South showdown, 19-10. to 10. Ryan Tannehill went 13-20 of 20 for 132 yards. Derrick Henry was good in this game, 30 carries, 128 yards. He averaged close to 4.5 yards a carry. He looks right. Other side of things with the Indianapolis Colts, Matt Ryan was 33-44 of 44 for 243 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. He was also sacked three times. Jonathan Taylor continues to not look like himself. He had 10 carries for 58 yards. So, Peter, the Colts fall to 3-3-1, and one, and the Titans move to 4-2, and two, and they uh, have a clear hold on that AFC South. And after this game, uh, Matt Ryan struggled, of course, uh, like I just said. Uh, Frank Reich came out on Monday and said, hey, uh, Matt Ryan's going to miss a couple weeks here with a shoulder injury, and he will not be the starting quarterback for the team anymore. The starting quarterback for the remainder of the season for the Indianapolis Colts will be quarterback Sam Ellinger from Texas. From the college football fans that know of Sam Ellinger, he will now be the quarterback of the Colts. Uh, Matt Ryan benched, which is crazy to me. Uh, I shouldn't say crazy to me. I Matt Ryan has played some really bad football. So on the field, it shouldn't surprise me. But when you look at his contract off the field, that's the part that surprised me. He's owed $24.7 million guaranteed this year. And I think next year it's $17.2 million. Yeah, listen, I think the Colts might be the worst team in football. They do absolutely nothing. Wow. Either. Now, I, it's it's true. Matt Ryan is a show himself. Doesn't make any of his receivers look good. Jonathan Taylor, although came back, he looks terrible. The O-line doesn't look good. Defense looks terrible. Frank Reich is just coaching for his job. And I think that regardless how Sam Ellinger does, I think he gets a free pass just because it's not Matt Ryan anymore. It's a first-year rookie. So maybe that's why he did it. And then, as you said, the Titans, they locked up the division. They swept versus the Colts. And even if I, I don't think that the Colts will win this division anymore. I think I picked the Colts like an yeah, idiot. Yeah, I picked the Titans. And 
I feel good about that pick now for sure. So Sam Ellinger, if you don't know who he is, uh, he was the quarterback for the Texas Longhorns for a number of years. I think it was three years. Uh, he really showed out on the field there. He ended up being a sixth-round pick in the 2021 draft. And he was a guy that the Indianapolis Colts sort of liked. They kind of kept him around uh, as the third stringer last year. They kind of kept him going through, and they elevate him over Nick Foles. And we all know, of course, Nick Foles with the Super Bowl victory, and he has some pedigree there, but they go with Sam Ellinger. Uh, he's somebody that, I guess, teammates gravitate towards. He's somebody they want to give a shot to. So I don't necessarily think he's going to be awful. Like, I think he can play a little bit. I was surprised he went in the sixth round of the draft. I thought he was going to be closer to a fourth or fifth round quarterback, and he ended up falling. He's not the biggest guy in the world. He's about one. And, uh, yeah, he's going to make his first career start this coming Sunday against the Commanders. So that that should be interesting to see. I believe he was only active for three games last year, and I think this will be his first game he's actually active this year. So it's a big it's a big switch up for sure. So we'll see if it ends up working out for the Colts. But in terms of Matt Ryan, look, since he got to the Super Bowl with the Falcons and won that MVP award, he struggled. He's 38-48-1 in his last 87 starts with the Falcons and the Colts. And he just hasn't looked right. He, I feel like he's diminished physically. Uh, and he just never gelled with this Colts offense. And I think Frank Reich is coaching for his job. And I think this was one of the reasons why he decided to make the call. Because I think he knows that unless he kind of turns things around and gets a spark, he's gone. And I think Sam Ellinger is going to be someone they want to give a spark to. I don't think it's going to work out. Like I think the Colts will probably end up with, what, six, seven wins at most. And it's in all likelihood, I think Frank Reich is probably gone. It's just a shame to see uh, Matt Ryan's career kind of end like this. And he's just somebody that it feels like it wasn't that long ago. He was the MVP of the league and he was putting up all these passing yards and putting up all these passing numbers. And now he's just a complete shell of himself. And he's going to lose his job to his sixth round second year quarterback. So it's it's awful to see from that front, especially if you're a Matt Ryan fan. But, yeah, Peter, I think his career is virtually over. Uh, I don't think he's going to get many starting opportunities unless Sam Ellinger goes down or Nick Foles go down or whoever it may be. But I, I was just surprised, especially with all that guaranteed money. But uh, Frank Reich isn't messing around. Yeah, I mean, I think your best friend Tom Brady ruined the quarterback uh, position. Uh, Matt Ryan, I think, is like 37-38 anyways. And he's should be on the decline, but Tom Brady doesn't care. So every quarterback's like, oh, I can do it. It's, it's fine. Two block your ears, Noah. Listen, I have a two quarterback league, and I'm five and two in that league. A miracle. I have Baker Mayfield. He, he's dead now. Matt Ryan, he's dead now. And then the only one left, I have Jared Goff. So, yeah. So, sorry, Noah. He's going to get hurt this week. And then three, Malik Willis might start next week as well for the Titans. Because uh, hey, Brian Tannehill. Tannehill got banged up, but he did return to the game. When Tannehill went down, though, I think it was an ankle. I was like, ooh, that looks bad. Well, he was in a walking boot. Yeah. yeah so. We'll check his practice status. But he did finish the game, which is usually a good sign. Um, So we will see on that front, but I think it's a big for the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Man, ever since Andrew Luck retired, Peter, you look at the quarterbacks, they've kind of went through Jacoby Brissett, uh, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and somehow Matt Ryan is the worst of them all and you would have thought that he might have been the best of the ball, and just crazy how that whole saga has unfolded with the Indianapolis Colts. Their refusion to really take a quarterback high in the draft has kind of 
had me scratching my head for a little bit. Now, if Sam Ellinger can play, then the Colts were right, you know, but I'm just not convinced that he's going to light the world on fire. And the Colts have had opportunities to draft quarterbacks and they just have passed like the last six years. Who's going to be the next quarterback? Let's see. Baker Mayfield, maybe. For the Colts? Yeah. Well, Peter, we'll, we'll get into it later, but a lot I get a lot of rude texts instead of Mac Jones. Maybe. I mean, no, maybe Zappi. I mean, I oh, need to find oh, like exactly. a dead quarterback. That we'll talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the Monday night game. But yeah, I get some rude text messages, Peter. People weren't nice to me. All right, uh, let's move on, Peter. Uh, let's talk about the Commanders Packers, a game that I, we both did not pick. Uh, Packers were five and a half point favorites, but I think we both kind of figured the Packers would get this win, right? They were three and three coming into the game. The Commanders were starting Taylor Heineke, making his first start of the year. It was kind of a game the Packers needed and the kind of kind of game that they usually have had in the past. But, Peter, 2022 continues to be a weird year in the NFL, and the Packers lose to Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders. The Packers fall to 3-4. and 3-4. Four. Three and, and the Commanders' win moves them to 3-4. and four. Uh, Taylor Heineke, he just wins, man. It's not pretty, but, hey, he gets the job done. 20-33, 201 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, Brian Robinson, it was good to see him get involved. He had 20 carries for 70, 73 yards. I think he's clearly uh, the number one back in Washington. Uh, and Terry McLaurin, he finally got involved, Peter. On eight targets, he had five receptions for 73 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that touchdown he caught was a pretty 37-yard pass. Other side of things, Aaron Rodgers, he continued to not be himself. He was 23 of 35 for 194 yards and two touchdowns. The Packers had no run game whatsoever. All right, Peter, how many carries combined do you believe Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon had in this game? Not enough. The answer is 12. Not enough. Yeah, Would you like enough. to guess the yards? How many total yards Aaron Dillon and um, Aaron Dillon, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon have? Not enough. Probably like 30. If they Close. 38 yards. Yeah, not enough. 12 carries, 38 yards combined. That averages about 3.2 yards a carry. Not what you want to see. The Packers were winning this game at halftime. And they kind of just, I don't want to say melted, but they didn't do enough to win this game. Got lackadaisical in the second half. Weren't able to move the football. Good word. Lackadaisical? Yeah, it is a good word. Yeah, good that's word. a that's a 20-point word. Maybe Matt should add that to his uh his new dictionary he has going. No, that's not cool. That's not cool. I forget about that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, so, Peter, what do you think of the Packers? I know we talked about it a lot last week. Are the Packers dead? Not dead, but are the Packers in some serious trouble? And I don't know how you can watch this game this week. And think they're not at least uh this isn't business as usual for Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers and company. So Matt LaFleur might get fired. I am on that train. I I think he might get fired. Because I don't think Aaron Rodgers is gonna oh listen, they should be running the ball way way more than they should, than they are, even if it was terrible this game. I don't I don't get why they don't do that. Aaron Rodgers is definitely missing his number one receiver. But obviously Devontae Adams is gonna walk through that door. He need he needs help. Not to be Tom Brady, but he really needs help. Rip Romeo Dobbs, because I think he just got exiled. He dropped two balls. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I started him in uh, our league together, and he put up a whopping zero points. Yeah, I, I think after the press conference, he got absolutely shelled by Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah. yeah I, I think mean, it was about him, too. Yeah. I mean, he they got to make a wild card spot and that, with the Giants and the uh, Cowboys and the Eagles being 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh or whatever it is. Uh, it's going to be really hard. Because uh, I don't think the Vikings are gonna choke over that division. So yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers isn't done, but he looks absolutely terrible. 
Yeah, that, it's... that whole team all the way around. That should be a top five defense. That the defense is bottom half of the league. There's nothing oh, going yeah. right. So. And I I thought they were going to be a top five unit defensively and offensively. Look, I said the Vikings are going to be really good. I picked them to actually come out of the NFC, but I did not take into equation that the Packers were going to be this bad. Like they just look completely different as opposed to this year to last year, the year before. And I think it's has to do with a number of reasons. One being, I do believe that Aaron Rodgers is unhappy with the skill position players. He made that very clear on the Pat McAfee show. I don't know if you heard his comments, Peter, but he was like, I think we need to change up the reps. Some people that don't deserve them should like, I don't know. He was very, uh, he was very, uh, Listen, that's what you Feisty. get for not drafting a wide receiver ever in the first round. And B, that's what you get for giving Aaron Rodgers like $50 million. I, I was just going to say, Aaron Rodgers, you're not unhappy about it. You just took a $50 million a year, and that's why they couldn't afford a guy like Devontae Adams. So if you want to talk about it like that. I also think the defense is not as good as they thought it would be, which doesn't really make too much sense to me. I thought it was going to be a very good unit. I think Aaron Rodgers has regressed a little bit. It's not. I'm not saying it's all his fault. He's good enough for them to be a playoff team competing. And I also think the run game has been disappointing. Aaron Jones, he's not looked necessarily the same. I thought A.J. Dillon would take more of a leap this year, and they kind of haven't went all in for it. I don't think the offensive line is very good either. I know Rodgers wasn't sacked in this game, but they've dealt with some injuries on the offensive line. And I think that plays into a part of it as well. And I also think, say what you want about this, but their special teams unit is the worst in the NFL. We were saying that last year. That's the yeah, reason they lost the it playoff. Cost them a, it cost them the playoff game. And this year, they added Rich Passaccia as the special teams coordinator, and it hasn't made much of a difference. Uh, it arguably cost them the game last week. And I think it's just a unit that has failed. And ultimately, you can point the finger at Rich Passaccia and say it's on you, but this is two years in a row, two consecutive years. It's on Matt LaFleur to get things right here. And special teams isn't about scheming, and strat- I mean, it's a little bit of strategy involved, but a lot of it is just discipline, doing the right thing, and the Packers special teams unit does not display that at all. And I, I think that's a reason as well. But Aaron Rodgers and company has an opportunity to get right back into it because the NFC is clearly, clearly a conference which has a, a many holes, a lot of uncertainty, and uh, I don't think the division is necessarily out of reach for the Packers. And at the minimum, I, I see them competing for a wild card spot. And you would think they're going to get it together this week. They have a tough game this week. Uh, they play at Buffalo. Bill's coming off a bye. And uh, that's going to be a real tough game. And if they fall to three and five, then I think uh, there's going to be some more questions about the Packers. But then it would have to be, what will they do after that? So we'll see on that front. If you told me that the Packers and Bears in week, what is this, eight, uh, would have the same wins? That would be so funny. Yeah, but they do. It, yep, makes no sense to me. And Peter, if you would have told me that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers would have the same amount of wins, three and four through seven games, I would have also told you that you were crazy. Let's talk about this game, Peter. My the MVP. Carolina Panthers. Peter's MVP. I believe it was his Super Bowl, Super Bowl winner, which Super can, Bowl can still happen. That can still happen. It can still happen, but it the MVP. He, Brady is not winning the MVP, and the Carolina Panthers fresh off of trading Christian McCaffrey fresh after firing head coach Matt Rule fresh after trading Robbie Anderson. This is what happens. The Panthers beat the Bucs 21-3. to P.J. freaking Walker, who 
came into training camp, Peter, as their fourth quarterback with 16 of 22, 177 yards and two touchdowns. How about Deonta Foreman? 15 carries, 118 yards. DJ Moore finally bursts onto the scene. His first time he's actually done stuff this year. Seven receptions, 69 yards and a touchdown. One week after I traded him in one league, right? Of course, that's always. Oh, no, I'll go off on that. Listen, I'm the biggest DJ Moore fan you'll ever hear in your whole life. One week I bench him. I have him in every single league except uh, your ESPN league. Every single place. And I I benched him everywhere. And the moment I bench him, he goes off. Yeah, I I tell you what, I had him in one league and I I ended up moving. Oh, it's been, yeah, it's been bad. It's been real bad. And I thought for sure this was it. Other side of things, Tom Brady and the Bucks. Brady was 32 of 49 for 298 yard, 290 yards. He was sacked once, uh, and the Bucs continue to struggle running the ball. Their leading uh, rusher was Rashad White. He had six carries for 24 yards. Leonard Fournette had eight carries for 19 yards. Uh, our guy Mike Evans had nine catches for 96 yards, but that was about it. And Tom Brady was held without a touchdown. I, I can't believe it, man. Bucks fought at three and four. Panthers moved to two and five. Somehow through seven weeks, the Carolina Panthers are one game behind the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Panthers somehow are two games back in that division. Yeah, that division of crapshoot, as I said, uh, three and four Bucks. They really have nothing to worry about. Falcons, Panthers, and Saints are absolute garbage, so it doesn't really matter. But that's what you get with Todd Bowles. I think he's a little over his head. They might need Bruce Arians back, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Mike Evans should be assaulted for uh, not catching that touchdown pass right over oh the middle. Oh, my God. Whoa, what is he doing? Like, that's Dude, a 45-yard catch, whatever it is. Peter, I, I'm not, I kid you not, I threw the remote control. I was so mad. That's I, how I, I knew it was. I have Brady in one that. league. Yeah. Evans in another. I needed that. I In two leagues that I was struggling in, I needed Brady and Evans to have a nice game. And, oh, right off the top, I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah, that O line looks terrible. Uh, as I said before, good to see Chris Godwin uh, escape another game unhealthy. Russell Gage got hurt. Uh, that whole team is getting down. O line is terrible. I don't know. They should coast until December, I guess. But they got they got a lot of problems. And then the Panthers, obviously, everything is going to run through DJ Moore. So it is what it is. Panthers are the Panthers. Good return that they got for Chris McCaffrey. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about the Niners later on. But here's the thing for the Bucs. I I told you they were going to struggle early part of the year. I had the Bucs winning 11 games. I'm going to drop that number down to nine. I think the Bucs end up winning nine games. As crazy as that sounds, Peter. uh, This team has just way too many flaws. The offensive line cannot run block at all. Like, not even a little bit. The offensive line is so shaky. The defense is not as good as it was last year. Their secondary is terrible. That's what I'm saying. It's just, there's just a lot of bad things involved. I, Todd Bowles is, he's not a good coach. And I don't think Bruce Arians is either. Like, I think they're both average NFL coaches. They're not helping. Tom Brady, it feels like, has one foot in, one foot out. The Bucks have had injuries to key skill position players. Chris Godwin still doesn't look right to me. They have no production from the tight end room. Cameron Brace hurt. They started uh, that other rookie tight end they had. I forget his name. Was it C.J. Auten? I think his name is. Uh, and it's just it this Bucks team. Well, where is he? Is he not I told you he's not. He's done. He's done. Absolutely done. He. They actually asked him because now he's working with Fox. And they actually asked him. He's like, oh, like, oh I'm done. Like, I'm good. And I, I believe him. I, I believe him this time. And 
Seriously, man, this Bucks team has just so many problems. They're going to win the division. Yeah, they from are. The standpoint, yeah. From the standpoint of just being good enough to get by, I don't. I had this team in the NFC Championship game. I don't see that happening anymore. I guess magical as a career, of course, the Tom Brady had. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't believe that this season is necessarily his fault per se. He's contributed to some of the mistakes, of course. And I, I think the training camp stuff, the, of course, off the field stuff, whatever you want to call it, it feels like he's not all the way there this year. And I think that's that's going to be the difference. And I, I don't know. I'm just very down in this Bucks team. Is he still uh, yeah, contracted next year? He is not. And I don't think he's playing at all. I think there is a 0.0.0000000. He does not go, step anywhere on the field next year. Oh, really? that down. I, I'm uh, I'm I'm coming around on that. Nope, no shot, Peter. I am that confident that he is ready for his next chapter. I think Peter, and I've told you this since August. I I told you since July, since he took the 11 days off of training camp. If Brady could go back in time and decide, well, if nowadays, he, yeah, obviously. No, I'm not. I'm not even talking about the divorce. I, I that's not even my point. My point is just if he was gonna, if he knew this team was gonna struggle like this, and the coaching would be so mediocre. And just all this that comes with it, I think Brady <clears throat> wishes he would have retired. I really believe that. And I think Brady knows that. I think Brady's people know that. I think the Bucks know that. And it's just a mess for everybody. And Tom Brady's career is going to end on a, a sour, like, 9-8, and 10-7 and seven note, probably in a divisional round loss to the freaking Philadelphia Eagles or something like that. And Actually, it could be, uh, it could be Packers um, thing. <laughs> Whatever you want to slice it, I like it's, it's, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. And mark my words, I'm betting on Tom Brady on the first round of the playoffs because they're going to be underdogs. Oh, I, I tell you what, in playoffs. I think they can win a game. Like that wouldn't shock me. But there is no way they can compete for anything substantial. They just can't, unless they, Peter, unless next week before the NFL trade deadline comes around and somehow they swing for one to two impactful players. Whether it's a skill position player, whether it's a cornerback, whatever. They need a whatever. corner, they need a running back, they need O-line, they need yeah. a wide receiver, they need a third receiver. Yeah, the, now, if, yeah. if you if we wake up next Tuesday before the trade deadline and the Bucs all of a sudden, let's, let's hypothetically, of course, let's say they trade for um, Brandon Cooks and they sign Odell Beckham Jr., right? And then let's say they also go in and they trade for a cornerback. Like I think they need O-line. That's like one. They, they will not find an offensive lineman on the trade market. They won't. There's nobody moving line because there's not enough. There's not yeah, enough lineman to go around. And if they trade for I don't know a guy like Stephon Gilmore, like you had, let's say you had Gilmore. We're playing fancy football here, but if you make two, it my point is you make two or three substantial moves. Maybe I'll start to buy in. But right now, I'm not buying in. I do think the Bucks are going to really be buyers at this trade deadline though, because they I think they owe it to Brady for one last run here. And and the thing is, they're really. Handcuffed a number of money ways. They're just they're just a mess, man. Mess. One team that's not a mess, Peter, the New York football giants. The Giants beat the Jaguars this past week after being underdogs. Again, the Giants won 23-17 over the Jaguars. The Giants moved to six and one on the year. They're undefeated on the road. And the Jaguars fall to two and five. Uh now losing, I believe, four consecutive games after that two and one start. Daniel Jones, another game in which he did enough 19 of 30 202 yards and a touchdown he also rushed for 107 yards and a touchdown 
Saquon Barkley, again, just give him the Comeback Player of the Year award now. 24 carries, 110 yards. Such a huge part of that offense. Other side of things with the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, 22 of 43, 310 yards. Uh, Travis Etienne, he is now going to be the lead uh, ball carrier in Jacksonville after the Jaguars moved on from James Robinson. They dealt him to the New York Jets. Travis Etienne, 14 carries, 114 yards, and a touchdown in this game. And the Jaguars, like I said, lost four in a row. Peter, are the Jaguars... Did you overrate the Jaguars? I don't remember if you were high on them or not. No, I was high on the Jaguars. I, I thought they could have... They, they still can. I mean, they have a sneaky shot to win the division. I, I, it's not what I want to see in Trevor Lawrence in year two. I don't know if that's the stuff around him, but it is what it is. They're, they're not expected to do anything as of now. Ne- next year is the real test, I think. I but, will say, I feel like Trevor Lawrence, in, I feel like he's getting a... He gets a pass in a lot of this. Like last year, it was all oh, you. You had Urban Meyer, and that was a complete. That was. Oh, listen, you're going to like a two win team. You're not going to turn it. Yeah, over and that, but that was the excuse last year. This year, the Jaguars spent a real lot of money in free agency. Of course, at the first overall pick in the draft, they have real offensive coaches, Doug Peterson, you know, and Lawrence hasn't necessarily took that jump that I expected him to. And I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, next year," but I thought next year was this year, so. I'm kind of lost on everyone's parameters on Trevor Lawrence. And Peter, just to give you the Jaguars next couple games here. I just forget, people forget how good Trevor Lawrence was in college. He was, but so were a lot of quarterbacks. I'm not saying he's not going to work out, but Peter, here is his next couple games here. They're in London against the Broncos. Uh, They're home against the Raiders at the Chiefs and then home against the Ravens. So if that four game stretch, let's say they go one and three, which I think is probably going to happen. You're looking at a, a three and eight team through 11 games which probably going to end up with a five-win Jaguars team. And I don't know. That's just not good enough for all the money they spent. And Well, they spent a lot of money, but they didn't get anybody substantial. I, other I than agree. on the old I one. Agree. Other than on the old one. I agree. I, I think we called them the losers of free agency after being the biggest spenders. And they pay, they gave a boatload of money to Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. Both were, uh, they both played well in this Giants game, but I think we, we both know that those guys aren't necessarily uh, difference makers, to put that lightly. So, uh, again, I'm not saying I'm out on Trevor Lawrence or anything like that, but I do say, got, for example, guys like Noah of Rough in the Basket, who has been a real, he's not a Trevor Lawrence guy, to put it lightly. And he he just believes that he continues, to, uh, Lawrence continues to get a pass after bad performances, after turnovers and everything like that, and no, and everyone kind of just ignores it. I will say Noah's argument will start to get some uh, recognition if, things continue to trickle down like this in Jacksonville. And then on the other side, the Giants, I think they locked up a playoff spot. They're three games ahead of everybody else in the wild card contention. Coach of the year, Brian Dable. I think they're going to have to bring back Daniel Jones. I don't think that's the right thing to do, but I think they have to do it. And I don't know what they're going to do with Saquon Barkley. They're going to have to re-sign him because that's their whole offense. But if their plan was to just run him into the ground, which I thought they were going to do anyways, I don't know how you can bring them back, but I think you have to bring them back because it's their whole offense because they can't mm. uh, catch the uh, the receivers can't not catch, but because they don't get opportunities. A lot of them are hurt too. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, draft a receiver in the first round next year. So yeah, I think that's probably the the route they'd probably take in the Daniel Jones thing. I do think Daniel Jones has again. We're still early here, Peter. Daniel Jones could could really turn back into a pumpkin. Like, that wouldn't shock me. But through where we sit right now, October 27th, 
2022. It is, but he's done enough to warrant. Look, he had that sprained ankle. No, right. Uh, you should get he continue to play. You know, like he's done enough. I'm not saying he's the the future franchise, like quote unquote, the guy, but he has warranted another year. You kind of kick it down the can and see how it looks in 2023. At this point, now if he kind of falls down a cliff and he pees his pants and the Giants somehow don't make the playoffs, then I think water reached his level and we, and that's it. But as long as he's competent here and the Giants just do enough to win like 11 games, like even if they suck, like they should still win 10 games. If he can win 11 or 12 games, like he's back next year. He's absolutely back unless there is some huge quarterback that's on the market next year, which I don't foresee. So, I, yeah, their only test, listen, December 11th, Eagles. Exactly. And I better get, listen, I better get flex in Sunday Night Football. What is that? You get the time for that game? No, one o'clock, obviously. Oh, it's a one o'clock game? You guess who the Sunday Night Football game for is December 11th? I'll give you a hint. Half of the, one half of the team is your favorite team on primetime ever. Oh, it's the Broncos. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the Broncos Chiefs, probably? Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see, Peter, but yeah. Shout out to the Giants. Shout out to Brian Dable. He is a real coach, and he was due for this opportunity. And uh, he's my coach of the year for sure. Yeah. Like, I understand everyone's like, oh, Nick Sariani, man. Like, whoa. But look at the Giants. Ta- look at the Giants freaking skill position players. Yeah, they're Barkley. That's it. Seriously. And the Eagles, they got A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, two first-round picks. Like, Jalen Hurts finally playing well. They have Miles Sanders, who's a competent back. Like, they have... And, of course, the offensive line in Philly, great. So, I don't know. It's Brian Dayball, and I don't even blink. Yeah, it's not. But I will give this head coach possibly a shot here. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, They went into L.A., and they beat the Chargers 37-23. to The Seahawks moved to 4-3 and on the year. Chargers fall to 4-3. and Yeah, Peter, I'm talking about Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll deserves some credit, Peter. We all crapped on Pete Carroll. How could you trade Russell Wilson? How could you actually roll with Geno Smith? And Geno Smith has played better than Russell Wilson. Fact. Geno Smith, 20 of 27 for 210 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Kenneth Walker, the third, Peter. Seattle's, I think he was their third running back coming out of training camp. 23 carries, 168 yards and two touchdowns. He averaged over seven yards a carry. Other side of things, Peter, the char- your Chargers. I'm going to call them your Chargers. I believe you No, I said that last week. They're not my Chargers. Yeah, your Chargers. You had them going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. I have them going to the Super Bowl. They have, like the Bucks. they have a ton of yeah, problems. They, that's they your have team. A- like, you can call you in the Vikings are mine. Like, my Vikings. Like, I'm, it's okay. Oh. Herbert, 33 of 51, 293 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. He was sacked three times. Uh, Chargers couldn't get anything going on the ground. Austin Eckler only had nine carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but Eckler did have 12 catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. Mike Williams had seven catches, 86 yards and a touchdown, but Williams is out with a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss a significant amount of time. Keenan Allen made his long-awaited return, Peter, for two receptions and 11 yards. So, Peter, the Chargers, like I said, you picked them to come out of the AFC. You were very high. I'm not just singling you out because a lot of the NFL media, a lot of people, for example, Noah and Carr, they, same thing. They were extremely high on the Chargers, extremely high on Herbert. And I know Herbert's banged up. I know the Chargers have a multitude of injuries offensively, offensive line, skill position players, Herbert himself. But look, man, Brandon Staley, his hot seat should be as hot as the sun. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see Brandon Staley getting fired unless they die at the end of the season. I hope they face the Chiefs at the end of the season. I really do. I don't know if that lose by forty. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're one game back to the Chiefs. They have problems everywhere. They can't block. They can't. They don't have any wide receivers. Mike Williams is gonna be out four weeks. I think. Yeah. They don't really have a run. I, I like Eckler, but he's not a running back. They can't stop a nosebleed on defense. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. JC Jackson's out for the year. Good signing you got there. He was awful Patriots, anyway. Patriots, no. But it is what it is. And then, yeah, I don't know. Chargers all the way around. You just have injury problems, as usual. So Then the Seahawks, obviously. And they, they own the Broncos' future forever. So that, that's good to see. Kenneth Walker, maybe rookie of the year. Maybe, maybe now though. Uh, Bryce Hall is not. Or Bryce Hall is not there. So. We, ironically enough, we talked about how Hall had it pretty pretty much locked up. Remember? Yeah, and then we cursed him, and now yeah. Damian Pierce, he's next. Yeah, yeah, your guy Pierce. Yeah. Uh, so Seattle, Seattle, right? Four and three on the year. They played well on the road. They've won two road games or two and two on the road to this point. Geno Smith is same thing as uh, Daniel Jones. I think he's earned enough in which he continue. He deserves to continue to play. He's had a season. He's had a seven-game stretch that I did not anticipate that he would be able to do. Peter, he has eleven touchdowns and three interceptions through seven games. Uh, I would have never, in my wildest dreams, imagined something like this to happen. The last time he was a full-time starter, Peter, was two thousand fourteen. Yeah, with the Jets. The Jets. Eight years later, he's able to play better than he's ever had in his NFL career. Again, shout out to Pete Carroll because a lot of people called him washed he's got to retire this and that in seattle they are a legitimate contender in the nfc west believe it or not they're right there yeah they are at the top of the division they want to do what they want to do they have a running back where Pete carroll can run them 30 20 30 times so it's good yeah and one last thing before we switch gears here i'm just very down on staley as a whole he's a defensive guy right he was the defensive coordinator for the rams before he got his opportunity with the chargers in the defense has regressed since he's got there and that's a fact last two years it's regressed they spent a lot of money in free agency and via trade in J.C. Jackson. I know he's out for the rest of the year, but before he got hurt, he was not working out. He was burnt numerous times. Uh, he didn't even play to open the year with, with an ankle injury. Uh, they spent a boatload of we draft seen that to get Cleo Mack. We should have oh, seen yeah. that coming. I agree. I said the same right thing. Right when the Patriots didn't franchise that, they should have known. That one was an obvious one, right, that I, I feel like yeah, probably should have realized that one coming. Like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. They always it, do it, that. Revis and Gilmore. I think Jackson's worst one at all. Jackson oh, yeah. is the worst one uh, so far. And maybe he'll bounce back next year, but who knows? Are you down on Herbert? For the first time, Peter, and since Herbert has been the starting quarterback for the Chargers, I was watching, I think it was Fox Sports 1 or ESPN. I forgot which one it was. And one of the segments or talking points were, did people overrate Justin Herbert by putting him in the same class as guys like Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Listen, he's not Matt. Um, uh, he's not Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, but he did miss Keenan Allen for a long time over the middle. That didn't spread the ball around, and he's gonna miss Mike Williams. He's not healthy, so now he's still a top, what, like seven quarterback in the league. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So, I just, no, I, yeah. I don't think so. I, I, I didn't personally. If you a put lot of over Mahomes or Allen. Like you're stupid, anyways. But a, a lot of people did. A lot of people said he was in that category, and I also I thought it was premature. The guys never even made the playoffs before, and I think, I think he's his, better than Jackson and Burrow and all them. But he's he has a sub 500 record as a starter. Take that what you want, and you can't even. 
be like, well, he doesn't have the talent because he does. I know a lot of it's been hurt this year, especially in the offensive line, but he certainly had enough to which uh, to succeed. And Peter threw 39 starts. He's 19 and 20. He was six and nine his rookie year. He was nine and eight uh, this past year, and he's four and three to this point. And I think the Chargers are probably going to be what? 10 and seven at their ceiling. Nine and eight, 10 and seven, probably is my guess. Yeah. So uh, I, I just don't think he should be in the same category as guys like Josh Allen, Mahomes. And I think the love for Justin Herbert was a tad premature. He is a real thrower of the football. He is has a cannon of an arm, but I, I still think he has some work to do. But don't kid yourself. If you're 23 other teams, you wouldn't take Oh, yeah. Game. No, I'm not I'm not saying he sucks. Don't let that. Uh, Even you, Mr. Suck. Mac Jones, the number one fan over there, you'd pick yeah. Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying he's better fans. than. Yeah, no, I'm not. I didn't, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's not in the elite of the elite crew, is all I'm saying. I think he's more on par with a couple guys you just mentioned Lamar Jackson. Uh, who was the other guy you mentioned? You mentioned Delphi Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think he's more on that kind of par. I don't think he's that elite status yet. Could he be? Yeah, at some point, but. I don't think it'll be under the Brandon Staley regime. Oh, no way. Yeah, no way. All right, Peter, let's talk about another AFC West team. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, They defeated the San Francisco 49ers 44-23. to And, Peter, before we get into this game, the 49ers made a significant trade Thursday night. I believe it was Thursday night. After the Thursday night game or during the Thursday night yeah, it was game? Right, it was right when uh, Thursday night football was concluded. Yeah, so... Uh, the San Francisco 49ers acquired running back Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and this was the package they got. So in exchange for McCaffrey, the Panthers received a second round pick in 2023, a third round pick in 2023, a fourth round pick in 2023, and a fifth round pick in 2024. So that's a real significant amount of draft capital to give up for a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who is due a lot of money this year. On top of the fact that his durability is always in question. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, it was a weird trade. I mean, San Francisco's offense should be amazing, amazing. But th- they're that team that can bring you and you could run for 80 yards in a touchdown. It, <laughs> it seems to always happen. So, I mean, they are punting on next year's draft. They don't have a first-round pick because of Trey Lance, so they can just sit back and just not even show up to the draft. But they're, they're all in. I mean, it's super robust. NFC is so weak. They did get gashed. Their defense should be better. They got gashed by the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs. But, I mean, yeah. See, my take on it, I understand why they did it, but it's just contradictory to what we learned a month ago. Like, they were in all, they were all in on Trey Lance, and they thought that the team was good enough with Trey Lance. All of a sudden, your quarterback goes down, and you still think you can get to the same point with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just... I mean, they did two years ago. And, they did. Years ago. No, they did. And it should be better for him. And he is still there for three more years or whatever it is. It's not even a one-year rental. So, Yeah. Um, and McCaffrey's due a lot of guaranteed money. I think he's due $12 million guaranteed. So we'll see if the 49ers want to. I, I should say it's not guaranteed. Uh, I'm wrong. He's due $12 million, Peter, but the 49ers don't owe him a dime in terms of guaranteed dollars. So the 49ers could cut him if they really wanted to, and they really would not owe him any money. Not saying that's the route that's going to happen, but the 49ers do have leverage when it comes to that. Uh, the guaranteed money on McCaffrey's contract has already been paid out. Uh, I think overall, 
Kyle Shanahan does a good job with run concepts. We've seen guys kind of turn into stars or stars, you know what I mean? Uh, running backs that do enough. But I think McCaffrey also helps them in terms of pass catchers. Uh, he's somebody that he might be the only running back in the league that is just as good as a passer as he is a rusher. And he's great at both. That's why he's arguably the best running back in the game. And Garoppolo gets another target here, uh, adding in a look. George Kittle for the most of the year has kind of been underwhelming. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, he had a good game this past week. And Debo Samuel is banged up. I believe he didn't practice on Wednesday. So adding McCaffrey to the mix is huge. The 49ers believe the NFC is open, wide open in their eyes, and that's why they made this deal. But however you slice it, Peter, that's so much draft capital for a running back, Uh, especially with one of his injury history. No, it is. And as I said before, you can, as you're the 49ers, you can plug in any running back and. Exactly. They seem Jeff, to Jeff Wilson. Yeah. And uh, so let's go back to this game, Peter. The Chiefs, like I said, they beat the 49ers 44 to 23. Uh, the Chiefs go to the road, go on the road, and they win. They move to five and two. And the Niners, their loss brings them down to three and four. Uh, Pat Mahomes was 25 of 34 for 423 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. The Chiefs pass catchers, uh, look, they looked phenomenal. Juju Smith Schuster had 124 yards receiving. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had 111 yards. Travis Kelsey had 98 yards. Felt like they got them all on the same page, which was big. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he did not play well. 25 of 37, 303 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. He was sacked five times. Uh, and like I said before, Brandon Ayuk, he had a good game, seven catches, 82 yards. McCaffrey did play. He had eight carries for 38 yards. Uh, and he also had two receptions for 24 yards. I believe he had 18 snaps or something like that, 24 snaps. And Jeff Wilson, the guy that is now the second stringer down in San Fran, he got the ball seven times. He averaged close to eight yards a carry and with a total of 54 rushing yards. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think again, 49ers, thanks for screwing me for Christian McCaffrey. I have him literally Did everywhere. you start him? I, I had to. Yep. Oh, okay. It is what it is. And I don't think Elijah Mitchell's coming back. I don't think they would have made this deal. If, I agree. Because he's supposed to come back this week or next week. Yeah, I, I, and I think Jeff Wilson's going to be the backup. Yep, and Chiefs are the Chiefs. Going to roll to the AFC Championship game. I agree. Chiefs, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. The best team in the AFC. I know they just lost to uh, they just lost to Buffalo, but I still, at the end of the day, have more faith in Mahomes than I do in Josh Allen. Take yep. that for what it's worth. They are 1A, one, 1B, one, 1, 2. So. Yeah, whatever. whatever you want to slice it, it's going to be one of those two teams because the AFC is top-heavy, meaning those two teams and then everybody else. Like, there's a lot of... Mediocre teams in the NFL right now. All right, Peter, let's talk about the Steelers and the Dolphins, which was a Sunday night football game. Matt's Dolphins. Gross, 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 gross. It's better than the Broncos. Fair. Uh, This was the return of Tua. The Dolphins won 16 to 10 uh, over the Steelers. Tua in his return had 20, when it was 21 of 35, 261 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Other side of things, Kenny Pickett was 32 of 44, one touchdown and three interceptions. Pat Fryermuth had eight catches for 75 yards. Look, the first quarter, Miami was up 13-0. This game looked like it was going to be a 30-3 game. But the Steelers, they showed me some character. They fought defensively. I think they had five dropped interceptions, which was the most in the NFL this year for a single game. And uh, Kenny Pickett, in which I know he threw three interceptions, I think he looked adequate in this game. And the Steelers had an opportunity to win this game at the end, and they just could not take advantage. Yeah, no, uh, nobody scored in the second half. Yeah, Stewart's no touchdowns. Stewart's the Steelers. Can he pick it? He, he, he'll be fine. 
I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Mike Tomlin might get phased out, I think. You think so? I think he's unhappy. Yeah, I really think he's unhappy. He's not going to get fired because they don't do that over there. Yeah, no, it's... uh... But he's going to leave over his own power. Maybe not this year, but... No, he signed an extension for, I think it was like two or three more years. But down the line, if it doesn't work out with Kenny Pickett, like if Mike Tomlin, let's say he like, I don't know, he wanted to leave Pittsburgh tomorrow, he'd without a doubt be the number one head coaching candidate for a number of teams. And I wouldn't be surprised to see like a number of teams that were like on the fence of firing a coach. They do so just to ensure they have a shot with Mike Tomlin. Like he's that good of a coach. In this game, he was awesome. You know, he adjusted, right? Miami came out firing. And the Steelers are playing this really soft zone defense. And I'd say 70% of the NFL would probably not adjust. And he adjusted and he put his his team in a position to win. And that's all you can do when you're, when you have a roster that is banged up, you have a young quarterback and that's what they did. So I understand the Steelers sit at two and five on the year. I understand all that, but they were right in this game. And they got a bright future. Drop the O-line on, please. Oh, yeah, facts. And the TJ Watt, I believe, is coming off IR soon, if if, it's, if he didn't already this week. I think he already came back. Yeah, so we shall see if um he makes a difference for that Steelers. Um, ah, just tank. Who defense. cares? They're not going anywhere anyway. Yeah, but no, you, you got Mike Tomlin, though. They're going to they're gonna be competitive. They're not, like, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to go 500, but they're going to be competitive. They're going to fight and claw. And I bet you any money in the world, Peter, at the end of the year, they're going to play someone like week 17 and someone – Whoever it's going to be, week eighteen, no, or whatever week eighteen is going to be big stakes on the line, like a number one seat on the line, or I don't know something. And the Steelers are going to upset them because that's just their team not to be taken lightly. They face the Browns, can't happen. <laughs> Who did they play before that? Ravens. Okay, they're going to upset the Ravens, and the Ravens are going to either not win the AFC North because of it, or fall out of something with the playoffs. Something that's going to be the one. Mark it down, and that's a division game too, so that'll be fun. All right, Peter, let's talk about the Monday Night Massacre. I got a lot on this one. See, I thought you were with the coach of the year. I don't think we are going to talk about it. It was the Jets. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, Robert Saul, ever since he was keeping receipts, he's won four in a row. You would put him in the same category as, like, Dable? Oh, I, I, I mean, we'll get to that game when we uh, pick that game. But, yeah. Really? You see, I, I think the Jets, I think they're a little fraudulent. Ah, it doesn't matter. Five and two is five. And two. It is true, but it is. That's why the award is given at the end of the year, not at the beginning or not at the midway point. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right, stupid Monday night game. Yeah, Monday night massacre, Peter. All right, Patriots hosted the Chicago Bears, Peter. This is the return of, air quotes, the return of Mac Jones, who played the first three series in the game. Uh, the Bears won 33-14. to 14. Justin Fields had the best game of his career. I say that without a doubt or a hesitation. The best game of his career. He was 13 of 21, 179 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. He also had 82 yards on the ground with the rushing touchdown. Uh, other side of things, uh, Bailey Zappi, uh, who got practically all the snaps uh, other than the first three series, was 14 of 22, 185 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. Matt Jones, who had three series, was 3 of 6, 13 yards, and one interception. Patriots fall to 3 and 4 on the year. Uh, and the Bears moved to 3-4 and four in the year, surprisingly. It was the Bears' first road win of the year. It was the most points they've scored in a game since December of 2020. So, A, right when I saw John Skrzynski, oh, you weren't watching ESPN. John Skrzynski uh, was on uh, the promo thing. 
I, I knew they were going to lose. Two, they can't stop Justin Fields. They can't stop a nosebleed on uh, on their run That's... defense. Three, they should have picked. Uh, they should have stopped them on third down all day, and they did not. Four, Bill Belichick should be fired for oh, on Mac Jones and uh, ba- Bailey Zappi. I don't. I don't really care if that was a game plan or if that was a game plan. We planned to play both of them. Blah blah blah. Listen, that number five, Mac Jones, stop throwing pegs. Stop doing it. You had Jacoby Myers wide open on the other side. You see, you're calling for Belichick's head, and I thought I was going to be super negative. Number you, six, Bailey Zappi. Nice story, but that's that's what it is. That's a real defense. As we said, the real part of the schedule is coming up. It is what it is. Peter, Number I, seven. I, oh, there's more? How many <laughs> points you got, for God's sake? I don't know. I can keep going. Bears are the Bears. And uh, fire everybody in the Patriots. Matt Patricia shouldn't have a job. What's uh, number eight? How is office, office key work Monday morning? Is there is there oh, a number nine? It doesn't even matter. Uh, lost positive nine? the Patriots. Right, that's, you got a 10. Now you got to get 10. You can't have a 9. That's dumb. I don't have a 10. Oh, my God. You, how do you not have a 10? Uh, I don't. Well, I mean, Mac Jones is starting. Uh, if they don't win versus uh, – I mean, he is getting blown in the fire. But yeah, that, that That's Peter's 10-point 10 point recap, I guess we'll call it. Yeah. How, how do we have a name for that but not our Wait, were you segment. like – all right, you were at the field. I will give Peter – I'll give you my whole my – whole, you're at the story. field when uh, was, oh, Peter, I was. Oh, Peter, I will. All right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're I'll, actually I'll, at the game. I was there. You could hear. Was, you could hear it. I was present. I I was present, and uh, I'll let you know how it how it went. So, like I've talked about the last couple of weeks, I think I've talked about it on the show. I'm surrounded with a lot of people that have zappy fever, uh, whether they're in my house or they're out of my house. I've been surrounded by it a lot, and I'm known as a guy that's been a Mac Jones guy for a number of years now, and I've stuck by him. Uh, during this whole Zap, the Bailey Zappi era, uh, in his games against the Packers, the Bears, Bears, I'm sorry, Packers, Lions, Browns, uh, I was always uh, of the mindset that, hey, like let's slow down here. They played the two worst defenses in the league. The offense has looked different because the play calling has been different. And uh, yeah, and if you've watched the Patriots over the last twenty years, you understand the month of September is always their worst month in the year. And they always get going in the midway part of the year, like they did last year when they were one and three, as they were this year. So, off the bat, I've been Team Max since the beginning, and I haven't wavered from that. And uh, so, Monday comes around, right? I'm at work, and uh, I, like, I'm just kind of scrolling through like Twitter, and I did think there was something up. I, I, I tell you what, I text Seth Corwin of the Daily Go, our, our law guy, uh, and I was like, you know what? Like something, he's a he's a big zappy guy. And I was like, something's up. I think they're going to play. I think something's going to be weird tonight because they kept all the reports are saying it. Like, he's not going to, like, no one said who's going to start. They were, it was like, Mac Jones is expected to play. No one said expected to start. Then you had Scott Zolak of 98.5 The Sports Hub say that he thinks Zappy's going to play. So it was all like a conundrum of a multitude of different reports, different opinions, different viewpoints. So I knew going into the game, something was up. Now, I was of the belief that I bet you Mac Jones starts. And then a couple hours before the game, so this is when I was tailgating, there was a report from ESPN that the Patriots were going to play two quarterbacks. And I was like, you know what? They freaking are. They're literally going to play Mac in the first half, Zappy in the second half, or something like that. I was like, they're freaking going to do that. And like, I'm talking to the people I'm tailgating with, and they're like, oh, you're stupid. Like, they're not going to do that. You're an idiot. And I'm like, hey, man, I was just reading what the report said. Like, don't look at me. So, 
I get there, get to the game, and I, of course, have my number 10 jersey on, Peter, of course. And um, as soon as Mac Jones threw one in completion, I, there was a very, very large group of people that were chanting Zappy, and I'm just sitting there like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you got to, like, we're doing this already? First drive comes around, and it was a three and out, which were the Patriots were plagued by a penalty from Trent Brown. Oh, my God. Trent Brown sent him to the moon. You sent Isaiah Wynn to the moon. Sent Trent him Brown, this was his worst game of the, the season for him, for sure. And, uh, yeah, he was bad. So, first drive, three and out, the Boo Bird started, and I was like, all right, like, chill a little bit, right? Then the second second three and out came, and they were louder. And then there was a zappy chant that started. And then this was his kid, right? Two rows in front of me. He took off his Mac Jones jersey, right? He had a red Mac Jones jersey on. He threw it. And I was like... Did he have a zappy shirt underneath? No, he didn't. He did not. I, I wish he did. He just had like a gray sweatshirt on. I was like, oh my God. What the hell's going on? And the two, uh, there was two people in front of me that, that actually had brains, and they were like, chill, like, relax. And I was like, yeah, I know. And... um Third drive came along. Patriots are moving the ball. 10-play drive. Uh, they converted on that fourth and inches or whatever it was. Um, Mac Jones completed a ball to Hunter Henry. It was a nice ball, and it looked like they were kind of getting into rhythm. And then the, 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 I won't make an excuse for it. There's a bad interception. Uh, it was very similar to the first couple games of the year. Interception came. And, Peter, it was the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. I was like, Oh my god! Like, well, did you flip after that? I want it. I was like, oh my! I didn't know. I, I didn't. Of course, I'm not wavering. No. I was not. I was a waver. No, because I watched the because uh, I watched the first half of the Cowboys Lions game last week, and Dak Prescott looked the exact same. Because when you miss multiple weeks, uh, it I don't know, especially with that injury and stuff. But whatever. Then of course, I'm I'm sitting there on my phone because like whatever. It's like the the Patriots about to get the ball back. I didn't really have it too much in my mind, and uh, all of a sudden the place goes nuts. And I look up and I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. Place is going nuts. Everyone's, I had people turn around and laugh at me. And they're like, you spent money on this jersey, you freaking moron. And I'm like, like these two girls, right? A couple years older than us. They look at me and they laugh at me. Because I was the only one not like chanting. Because I I wasn't chanting. Like Zappy didn't do anything. He just ran on the fields. So I'm sitting down and I'm just like, oh, my phone, Peter, blew up. I had like 67 text messages in like 20 minutes. From a number of different people being mocked. Your co-host mocked me, Peter. Mocked me. I didn't respond to any of them. I was like, I'm going to wait to see how this plays out. And of course, Zappy throws the two touchdown passes early on. Well, that's, when I, that's when I got was I was like. Oh, and I, you see, I, I like, still oh, did. No. The first one, Jacoby Myers, was freaking 30 yards open. Yeah, but Mac Jones, the, the, Mac Jones was the throne and the triple coverage on the other side of the Parker. Tell you what, Zappy might have been seeing the field better than Mac, but Zappy did not play well in this game. He had four passes. Batted down at the line. Shocker because he's like 5'9". Uh, I was just joking. He's, he's six foot. But four of his eight incompletions were batted down at the line. He had trouble reading the blitz. The second half, the Patriots scored zero points. Of his, I think, 10 completions he had in the second half, six of them were uh, checkdowns to Ramondre Stevenson. And Peter, I, I, so I have the NFL Plus, right? Of course. And uh, I went back and... You don't want to know how many times I watched it, whatever. Um, so I watched it all, and I watched the different like play calls and that, that sort of thing. The Patriots' offense under Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi do not even look the same at all. The Patriots run a vertical offense with Mac Jones, and they run a horizontal offense basically with Bailey Zappi, which causes Jacoby Myers' touchdown. And to me, I just could not believe that Bill Belichick did that sort of thing. I think it was his 
I think it was the worst game of the Bill Belichick era. Uh, I think I say that without even hesitating. Uh, what he did to Mac Jones is something that I was truly surprised about. Mac Jones practically being humiliated on national television after having that short of a leash after missing a month. When all the, all Bill Belichick had to do for the last couple of weeks to say Mac Jones is the quarterback when healthy. And all the zappy fever bullshit goes away. But he didn't. He kept the door ajar. And Zappy did what he did. He played well, right? And the door was ajar, and people bought in. And then I think Bill Belichick bought in for 10 minutes. And then he's like, oh, wait, I'm not a moron. And then the news, of course, that happened Wednesday, Mac Jones will start against the Jets, which he should. He's the better quarterback. He has the higher ceiling. Bailey Zappi, in my opinion, got exposed. And similar to how Cooper Rush got exposed against the Eagles on his last start, look, Bailey Zappi is a great backup in this league. I think he, uh, he is, I didn't, think he belonged in the NFL. He does. I will fully say that he belongs. But if we're going to sit here and pretend he's better than Mac Jones, I don't care. I know Mac Jones did not play well in his three series. He's going to play better against the Jets. I say that without even hesitating. To have that short of a leash was just asinine to me. It made no sense. Belichick got too cute, and it was his worst game plan, like I said, in 20 years. And like I said, if it was any other coach in the NFL, we would laugh at them. We would say, like, what are you doing? Like, that's stupid. That's like the Cowboys after Dak Prescott struggled in the first half, but people pretend they didn't see that. That's like Mike McCarthy putting back Cooper Rush in the game and Prescott watching from the sideline. Hey, somebody said on Twitter, and it's actually really right, it's really, really funny when the, another team has a con- uh, con- uh, quarterback controversy, but it's really no fun when your own team has one. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. It's, it's absolutely true, and I, I hope the controversy is put to bed. But, Peter, that was the worst Patriots game I've ever been to in my life. It will be put I, to bed if Mac Jones wins versus the Jets. Uh, yeah. If he looks it looks competent. Again, it looks competent. I don't know. And the thing is, now he's in his own head. He knows the coaches don't trust him. Well, we went off on that reporter and the fan. Like The coaches don't trust him. He know, And the play calling is night and day from Zappy to Mac Jones, Peter. The Patriots offensive line crapped the bed when Jones was out there, and he was – you said I don't want to say set up for failure, but he didn't have a chance to succeed. And that was ultimately my takeaway. Mac Jones had zero chance to succeed in this game. It was a bad interception. I'm not saying it wasn't. It was a tr- atrocious. Triple covers at the bottom. It was bad. He, he didn't see the safety coming over the top. And Myers was wide the open on the other side. It was, it was Parker. It was Parker. Or whatever. That, no, that was the play before. So the play before, it was third and 10. Mac Jones hit a dump down pass to Damian Harris. Harris dropped it. But if you look at the... Right side, left side of the screen, uh, Devontae Parker is open for a touchdown, but he, that was his one misread. Nobody, if you look at it, Peter, you, you can look at my NFL Plus. Nobody else was open for every other freaking snap he had except for that one, and he missed it. So, yeah, I, I was very unhappy, Peter, and I hated that game. I wanted to, I wanted to die in my seat, being laughed at by people, getting texts. But Bailey Zappi sucks, like I said. So, but Bill Belichick does not get a pass. Matt Patricia does not get a pass. Both awful game plans. They thought they could walk into this game with you at quarterback and win, and that wasn't the case. And thanks a lot for costing me my survivor league. Same here. I lasted a while. Yeah, me too. But yeah, Peter, I was very unhappy. I'll tell you what, I, I'm glad we didn't record yesterday. I'm glad we record. I, I should say I'm glad we recorded on Wednesday as opposed to Tuesday. I was very hot on Tuesday. Very, very... I'm, I'm still hot, but I'm not as hot as I was before. And... um I'm very happy that Mac Jones was named the starter. I'm I'm very I'm more at ease than I was before. And before we go, I'm gonna read you some of my text chains. Just just one or two that I got. And I'd respond to any of them. 
<laughs> obviously. I mean, I it is said... what it is. On both socks, I did uh, predict that he would um, get benched. So, Justin, we'll stick to Justin, right? Because that, that's a good one. Justin goes, so this is before Matt got benched. He goes, good throw. <laughs> good throw. Then he puts a zap emoji. And I, of course, I don't respond. He goes, get ready for the zap. And he puts, puts a picture of Zappy warming up. He goes, LOL, I'm dead. He goes, it's over. They keep zooming in. Where's Mac? He goes, he's done. Rip Jay. Jay, you alive. LMFAO. Ha ha. He goes, Mac is literally done. I'm crying. He goes, he'll be a good Colt. He goes, 20 minutes later, he's like, hey, Jay, just want to let you know your boy got replaced. He's bad. And then he sent me a picture of his Zappy jersey. And then he goes, what size should I get? And he goes, I'm so happy. And then he sent me a picture of Mac Jones on the bench. And he goes, by the way, your guy got benched. Oh, yeah. Fire that uh, ESPN guy that every two seconds was uh, filming Mac Jones. Oh, my God. I'm not surprised at all. And, but I, that's why I the whole thing made no sense to me, why they wanted to go with the two-quarterback thing. The thing blew up in Bill Belichick's face. I don't think that was his intention this game. Like I don't think he was like, we're going to start Mac Jones, and when he throws a pick, we're going to take him out, and everyone's going to scream zappy. Like I don't think that was his intention. I think his intention was to play Mac Jones a little bit and see how it looks and then go with zappy for the rest of the game. And that's why I think he told Peyton Manning in the ESPN broadcast booth that we're going to see two quarterbacks. Like, I do think that was the game plan, and I think that was an awful one. It made no sense to me in a number of different levels. It, you hurt Mac Jones's confidence. You hurt Bailey Zappi's confidence. And Mac Jones didn't look comfortable. It was just a mess from the start. And now you need to get the locker room back in order because after the game, Jacoby Myers, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, they were both like, we had no idea Zappi was playing and we think what happened to Mac was was rough. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not like well, I feel bad. Exact close. I feel bad for Mac got a, Mac got a screwing, and I do think Peter though. Mac Jones being named the starter today, Wednesday, yesterday, Wednesday, October twenty sixth, is good news for the locker room for the organization, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kraft stepped in. Whatever you got to do it, man, because this is you just could not let uh. You could not. And let's get, let's actually let Mac Jones play with some play action and with some horizontal routes and stuff that works last year. Like, let's just try that. Let's just the offensive line try blocking for like one series with Mac Jones. Just one. Peter, just one. That's all I'm asking for one. Nope. I'll, I'll, ra- I'll raise you and then uh, just chop, throwing in triple coverage ever. Yeah, no, that you're right. You're right. And I, I ain't defending that. That was a bad throw. Bad throw. Bad read. Bad throw. Off his back foot. Off his back foot and everything. And But I, I think that goes with the central theme of the game. He wasn't comfortable. No, I don't know. Nope, not even from the start. And I think he wasn't comfortable with looking over his shoulder in the game. I don't think he was comfortable with the ankle. I was why like why are you why did you play him? It made no sense to me. Like if you were gonna do that, you shouldn't have played him at all. Awful on a number of levels. Like I said, worst loss in the Bill Belichick era, and it isn't close. It goes right with the the KC one in 2014, but that one ended up propelling them to a Super Bowl and it rejuvenized Tom Brady's career. So and this one <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what this one is. Mac Jones, let's see how he looks. All right, Peter. Um, want to get into our picks for this week? Yeah, let's run it. All right, Peter, let's run this crap. Uh, so I don't have a survivor pick, but I will lead off. Um, unfortunately, I'm out. Uh, my first pick of the week, Peter. Raiders, minus one and a half. Uh, they're going to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, I like this game a lot for the Raiders. The Raiders' offense looked good this past week against the Texans. They put up 38 points, and I think the Saints are in disarray. Andy Dalton, he turns the ball over too much. Kamara isn't right. And the Saints' pass catchers aren't healthy. Uh, and I don't think that Saints' defense is very good. I like the Raiders here. And I think the Raiders uh, are a team that people might start talking about if they string a couple wins together now. 
Thursday night football, Ravens minus one over the Bucks. Bucks have a ton of problems, and I don't think it's going to get better, even if Mark Andrews doesn't play on Thursday. So I'm not picking a Thursday night game. I told you I picked my one, and now I'm done for the year until Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving parlay will uh, be back oh, yeah. on. All right, uh, my second pick. I'm picking the Cowboys-Bears under, uh, under 42 in this game. I don't think the Bears' offense is very good. I think that was a a, a outlier. I, I think they're probably going to put up something like 14 to 17 points this week against a very good Cowboys defense. Dak Prescott isn't necessarily 100% healthy. Zeke Elliott looks like he's not going to play this this week. Uh, I like the under in the game. I like the the Cowboys to win the game, but I like the under. And I'll go along with that. Cowboys minus nine. Uh, Bears are actually going to face a real defense, I think. Uh, freaking, whatchamacallit. Is there a middle linebacker? Oh, um, Parsons. Well, yeah, Michael Parsons is going to get four and a half sacks. So. Love Michael Parsons. We, Peter, I will say, we we deserve credit for that. We said he would be the best defensive player in that draft, and he is by far. For sure. My next pick, Peter, this one might surprise people. I'm going to go Steelers plus 11 against the Eagles. Eagles coming off of a bye week. The Steelers came against a game in which they lost the Dolphins by six points, but they were in it. I've been saying it for weeks now. The Eagles are due for a little bit of a regression. And it wouldn't surprise me if they came off the bye a little slow. Uh, I think the Eagles win the game, but I think the Steelers cover, and it's a it's a real game. Steelers plus 11. Yeah, I'll go along with that narrative. I have the Packers plus 11 and a half. I think Packers are way undervalued. I know Packers look like crap, but this is the first time in his career, I think, that he's above a 11 or a double-digit underdog. I think so, too. Yeah. And I don't think it would be that of a blow up. Yeah. So. I like that one, too. I, I know it's the same situation because Buffalo and Philly are coming off buys both at home, so we'll see if one of them falters. Uh, my next pick, I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders plus two and a half over the Colts. Colts, like we said, are starting Sam Ellinger. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to be smooth sailing in that first start. Taylor Heineke feels like he has that Commanders team rejuvenized, playing good football. I think the Commanders win this game outright on the road. Commanders plus two and a half. And I'll go the complete opposite because uh, Colts minus two and a half because I don't think you can go worse than Matt Ryan. You just keep, and Peter, you got the Colts for the division, so they they can't lose this game. They just they just I probably will. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, my premium pick of the week. I'm gonna go Bengals minus three and a half. Monday Night Football. They're going to Cleveland. The Browns screwed me this past week. They covered against the Ravens. I don't have them covered against the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense are clicking on all cylinders. They uh, put up what 35 points against the Falcons this past Sunday. Joe Burrow was through for almost 500 yards, three touchdowns, 481 yards total. Uh, feels like the receivers are coming in their own, and I like the Bengals to win this game big. And my premium pick, oh, listen, all right, backstory real quick. My premium pick of the week was going to be Packers plus 11.5. I had the Panthers plus 4.5 just because they're facing the Falcons, and I want to fade the Falcons. But uh, Matt called me a bad word. So my premium pick of the week is uh, Patriots minus 1. I think Mac Jones is going to be uh, the Jets outright. They, the Jets have no Brees Hall anymore, and that's their whole offense. Zach Wilson can throw 100 yards all he wants. It doesn't even matter. They're going to win outright. They're going to be better than the Dolphins. Dolphins are going to lose this week. Ooh, uh, they lose I, to the Dan Campbell and the yeah, Lions? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Dolphins are going to finish class in the division. There you go, Matt. Suck on that. Peter is standing by. Stand, standing by. Wow. All right. When the nice. when the Patriots win, I'm going to call you the same word that you call me. <laughs> oh, my God. Freaking Matt. Freaking Matt and his, his new dictionary. All right, Peter, uh, you want to talk a little bit of baseball before we end the show with some uh yeah, let's do it. Some uh, five football question five questions and not about football. Let's do it real quick. Let's talk some baseball, Peter. 
All right. So our World Series matchup is set, Peter. And I'll give you credit. You nailed it. Uh, so we'll start off with the National League. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies feels like their story has got people tuning in to watch. Uh, they ended up beating the San Diego Padres. It was, what, five games, right? And Bryce Harper, that home run he hit in game five, man, was crazy. Philadelphia Phillies are a team that fired their manager in season, Joe Girardi. We're under 500 for, what, the first two months of the year? And they were able to really pull together, and they're heading to the World Series. That city is on fire right now. You see they're greasing up, like, the flagpoles and stuff so people don't climb <laughs> up them. It's crazy in Philly right now. And they beat some superior teams, beating the Braves to get to to get to this point, beating the Padres. Like, shout-out to the Phillies here, man, for real. And uh, other side of things with the American League, we both picked the Astros. You had the Astros in seven over the Yankees. I had the Astros in five. I thought the Yankees had no shot in the series, and I think I was right. The Yankees... We're swept. I'm Peter, I'll let you, I'll let you talk. Cause I'm sure. Oh, you know. Yankees running it back. Uh, bring back Aaron Boone, bring it back. Brian Cashman, uh, Jordan Steinbrenner would, uh, is still alive. They wouldn't have been fired four times already. If they were using motivation for the 04 Red Sox, the worst time in Yankees history as motivation to come back for four. Oh, good luck to you. Uh, Garrett Cole is a loser. Aaron judge is, <laughs> is uh, leaving that team. They got swept versus the Astros. They're, they're obviously outmatched. I didn't think they were going to lose, but, I, I thought that they would have actually gave him a chance. The Guardians would have gave him a better chance than that. But, I mean, as you said, the Phillies after us, a good World Series. The last time the Phillies lost or won the World Series was uh, the oh, really? economic recession of 2008. So maybe that'll happen in 2022 because <laughs> you know how the world is. And the only – do you want to know the only games that they haven't uh, scheduled a World Series game? And uh, won't shock you. It's I, I do know, but you can Thursday. say it. Yeah, Sunday because the Eagles, and then uh, Thursday because of the Eagles. So good on you, Phillies. And that wasn't even on like that wasn't on purpose. That's the um, World Series schedule is already kind of pre pre booked. So I think that was pretty ironic. And uh, if you want to talk about like uh, fantasy fantasy tales and Cinderella stories, uh, that bodes well for the Phillies. My take on the Yankees here. I am a little surprised they brought back Aaron Boone. I'm not surprised they brought back Cashman. I think, look, when you brought in Aaron Boone, the expectation was the Yankees to get to the next level, which is the World Series, and they haven't been able to do so with Aaron Boone now after, what, year six, I think it is. And, uh, yeah, it's, tell you what, it feels like they've reached their ceiling there. I do think their roster was clearly less talented than the Astros roster for sure, and I feel like they were mismanaged at times. That bullpen for the Yankees didn't have the talent. Felt like the rotation had two guys, and I know you call Garrett Cole a loser, but it felt like it was Garrett Cole, uh, Justin's guy, Nat, <laughs> Nasty Nestor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when you look at the lineup, Josh Donaldson was a legitimate zero, and everybody was a zero. Yeah, and the play, yeah, in the playoffs, he was a, he was a zero, and I don't know where they go from here. I do think. Judge well, they should have They should have fired both of them up there coming back. So, do you think Judge stays? I think he does. I think they make it work somehow. Facetious, no, but yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I think it'd be real bad for the Yankee brand if they uh, move on from, or if Judge moves on from them. I'd be shocked. So, we'll see. Uh, but, Peter, who you like in this World Series and why? I like the Astros reluctantly. I think they're just all the way around better talented, but I'm rooting for the Phillies. Nobody wants to root for the Astros. Taylor, all day, Peter, I'm saying I was going to pick Astros in six and screw it. I'm taking Phillies in seven. Uh, it just feels like the Phillies are it's just it's just fate. 
Uh, they're playing some really good baseball. And the Astros, who haven't even lost a game this postseason, which is crazy. I think they finally lose this postseason. And uh, I like the Phillies in an upset. I do. I think Bryce Harper is on another level right now. The, Phil- the Phillies are playing with some real heart. I like them in seven. Uh, all right, yeah, Peter. I mean, I have the Astros in six. Astros in six? All right. Let's talk five questions not about football, Peter, because uh, this was a very football-heavy episode. And I'll tell you what, if you don't like the Patriots, I apologize for the Mac Jones rant, but I, yeah, I had to do it, so I apologize. All right, Peter, Halloween, like we said, is around the corner. What was your favorite Halloween costume you've ever worn? Power Rangers, uh, the red Power Ranger. Fun fact, I wore that five times in a row, I think. Okay, this this isn't a question, but are you a Power Ranger this year? No, I should be, though. Okay, question two. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Two-parter. What is your favorite Halloween candy and your least favorite Halloween candy? Uh, can I say raisins as my least favorite Halloween candy, or is that you? Raisinets? No, raisinets. I'll give you that. All right. Uh, raisins are the absolute scum of the earth. The most favorite, maybe, maybe just the straight Hershey's uh, Kit Kat. Kit Kat's good, but uh, as a Kit Kat guy, don't break your Kit Kats. Don't be a child. Don't play with your food. Yeah, I'm. I like Kit Kats too. I'm a. I'm a big Kit Kat guy. Kit Kat guy, and yeah, I agree. Kit Kat and Hershey's, the cookie dough Hershey's are really good. Like the oh, Oreo the ones and cream ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. All right, Peter, question three. What is the stupidest Halloween costume you've ever seen? Um, Can I go with a future answer of every Andrew Tate that we're going to see in the next four? Oh, yeah, you, you can go there if you want. Okay. Yeah, it's probably going to be Andrew Tate. You see, I don't know how you would, I mean, I, don't, yeah, I guess it's the glasses and stuff. I don't have an answer for that, though. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm stumped you. That's, that's a surprise. Why, do you have an answer for that? I feel like I've seen some pretty stupid, well, I, I don't want to consider jerseys as like stupid because that's always a good fallback plan, like sports jerseys. Listen, I'm gonna do that on <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that I've seen. I think clowns pretty stupid. I don't know. I don't like clowns. Like, I mean, I don't have an issue. I, they're not scary to me. They're just kind of dumb. Like, I'm gonna be a snake. Real funny. Real freaking funny guy. All right. Question four, Peter. Um. Again, this is a very Halloween uh, festive um, questions about football. All right. So, Peter, I noticed that you carved a pumpkin and uh, you sent me a nice picture. Shout out of the day we go. I'm going to post that. I'm going to post that. You know, remind me to send you that. It's a, oh, you already did send me that. So you remind me to post that on Monday. But, Peter, uh, what is your take on pumpkin seeds? I love pumpkin seeds. They're not as good as sunflower seeds, but they're amazing. Put some ranch uh, seasoning on that. Yeah, of course you have sunflower seeds. You probably have a spit cup right there. There's no spit cup. This is just water. All right, fair. Now, but put some ranch seed, put some uh, brown sugar on them. Whatever you want. Really good. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I'm with you. I love pumpkin seeds. They're my absolute favorite. I haven't had them in the last couple of years. I want that to change this year. I know we're running out of time here, but... You can just uh, buy them. Yeah, I know, but they're not as good to me personally. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll, maybe I'll kind of do some digging here about... uh. What's the best? But no, I'm with you. They're absolutely, unequivocally awesome. Oh, I love pumpkin seeds. All right, Peter. Question five. We're going to go back to the, the costumes. Uh... <laughs> so, Peter, what are you going to be on Saturday? You suck. You told Oh, my. I don't know. What are you? Uh, I don't know. Right, I don't know. It's TBD. I don't know. So, Peter is TBD. And fine, Peter. I'll reveal you my costume. I'll, 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 be, I'll be straight with you. I am being. Okay. 
I'm being an athlete. That's oh my no, it's not, but it's not what you think. It's creative. All right, this is uh the last episode of Palm Hood Peter It's Specs. not a jersey. It's week creative. nine in the NFL. Jason's gonna be by himself. No, it's it's creative. It's creative. It's not tell you what, I will not be wearing a jersey. That's if you come with a baseball bat and a glove. No, I'm not bringing a baseball. What, what am I? A baseball coach? No. I'm gonna dress up as Coach T.J. Albin and Coach Goldberg. No, I'm not doing that. All no, right. it's you, you'll you'll. I think you'll. I think you'll get a kick out of it. But that I'll, that's my that's my hint to you. I'll figure it out. You'll, you'll figure it out on like Friday. You'll be like, oh, not Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, Saturday morning. I'll die if it's the same costume. <laughs> probably. I don't know. It might. It might be Mac Jones. <laughs> Maybe it's Mac Jones. Yeah, you're right. Who knows? All right. Uh, all right, Peter. Well, uh, another great episode here. Uh, next week, we will again continue to harp on the NFL season. We'll see how Mac Jones does in his first full start since week three against the Ravens. We'll recap the World Series. Uh, I don't think it'll be done by then, right? No, definitely not. We'll kind of recap about how it's gone so far. Maybe we'll talk a little bit NBA. NBA season just started. Uh, I know we we had that NBA preview with Cara Noah, which was awesome. So, uh, yeah. All right, Peter, and uh, have a good Halloween and stay safe. Stay spooky.